Welcome to the Eyes Up Mindset Podcast, where we explore what it means to grow daily and find our best in every aspect of life. Welcome back to another episode of the Eyes Up Mindset Podcast. I am your host, Jamie Wagner. I hope everyone is having a wonderful day whenever, wherever this finds you. The topic today is different than that, though. So if you aren't having a great day, if you are struggling with something, hopefully this episode can help us work through that somehow. Uh, I've been struck by just a number of conversations recently that made me think about the idea of being stuck, of getting lost in the, the minutia, the details of something that we shouldn't be using our energy on or focusing our attention on. I've been working a lot with wrestling teams this, this winter and just in, in conversation with, with them. And I remember very specifically my own experience as an athlete, the desire to get lost in the details of a moment that you're not happy about, right? This, this stuckness comes from a frustration, a disappointment. Uh, I should have done this better. I should have been different. I should have made it this way. So I, what I'm talking about is this, this capacity to, to get lost and to not be able to let go of a challenging moment. And I just wanted to, to connect with you guys because I've been having a, not just with athletes. I was confronted with this in my own self recently about a week ago where I was wrestling with something from a parenting situation where I just couldn't get over my failure, my fault in something. And I was just stuck there. And, and there's just been so many different ways that this has come up in conversation. You know, I hadn't had a conversation with John about me overthinking something. And he's like, sounds like a classic case of overthinking, Jamie. And I'm like, yeah, probably. Um, because that's what I do. I get, I get lost in overthinking. Maybe some of us get lost in an emotional state or an emotional worry, disappointment, frustration, anxiety, whatever it might be. And I've been, I've been thinking a lot about how to manage that not in the way like we shouldn't acknowledge it or shouldn't deal with it, but how do we get our best moving forward? Because that's always the goal in these conversations in this uh, reflection time for me is what does it take for the athletes I work with, the leaders I work with, myself, the listeners, all of us to bring our best to the table as often as possible. And I, I do a thing with I've done a few things in the past with different groups that just keep coming back to the surface. Like, oh yeah, you've done this before. You know how to do this. You've used it in your own life at different times. And yet we don't always bring it in when it's necessary. And so I'm just going to, I'm going to touch on a few of those things today, give you guys a few really concrete ideas to help move through some of these challenging moments. And uh, the first thing I'm going to start with this is this idea between creative tension and emotional tension. I, I use this with my leadership teams a lot is that we have to create tension in order for movement 
to happen. Well, what does that look like? It means setting goals. It means setting a vision or direction, but that creative tension, that tension that moves us forward or pulls us up, whether it be from a desire personally to improve, whether it be a desire to improve our station in life, or whether it be a desire to improve a business or an athletic team or organization that we're working with, we have to have creative tension that's pulling us somewhere. But whenever we introduce creative tension, that tension that wants us to move, we're going to have emotional tension that creates resistance to that. And so what I do is I use two rubber bands and usually just on the vertical plane, right? So I have one rubber band pulling vertical and I kind of interlace them and I have another rubber band pulling down the two different colors, right? So one rubber band pulling up is creative tension. One rubber band pulling down is emotional tension. Where they meet is our current state, right? So we have to find ways to either pull up with the creative tension, but notice what that does to the bottom rubber band. It makes more emotional tension. And so when we get stuck, we have to realize that that emotional tension is super high. What do we do to allow for more creative tension? We have to reduce the emotional tension somehow. So if you ever, if you are doing this or you're curious and you want to play with it, just grab two rubber bands, you know, tie them together somehow and pull up and pull down on both of them. Create as much tension there as possible. When you release the bottom one, watch what happens to the middle. And like, watch what happens to the pos- the potential of the creative tension that's relate- released and engaged by doing that. So what I'm talking about today is this capacity to reduce emotional tension by moving on. There's a lot of different ways that we can reduce emotional tension. I'm just going to talk about what does it mean to move on. The second piece in that. How, what does it look like to move on, to, to let go, to reset, right? With athletes, we talk about reset routines all the time. What does that mean? How do we do that? I want us to think about our attention. I was listening to the Huberman Lab podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he said something he's said before, and every time he says it, it blows my mind. Your eyes are a part of your brain. And he posted something where he showed a video of, the brain developing and the eyes come directly out of your brain. So what we see has direct influence on what we think, what we pay attention to, what we see directs, what we pay attention to, what we pay attention to directs our focus, what we directs our focus directs our emotional response, because the deeper focus you get, the deeper attentive, the more attentive you become, the more attached you become to an idea. And so your focus deepens, your emotion, your connection to that thing deepens. And so if if you're stuck, if you're looking to reset somehow or to let go, what we have to do is we have to change where our attention is. And a lot of times that might just be done by our eyes. So we can focus very narrowly or we can focus in a really broad way, right? I think there are four four ways to think about attention narrow and broad internal external let's let's deal with what our eyes can manage first sometimes our focus being super narrow is really good we actually want that as elite performers from time to time where we're just 100% dialed in with extreme intention extreme focus 
And then we're measuring, getting feedback on just one idea, one topic, our strength area, a weakness area, whatever it might be. That's a really powerful tool. And yet it's one of the things that can get us stuck because our brains, when triggered to a threat response, like, oh, this didn't go well. This thing that I'm really hyper-focused on didn't go well. Now that feels like it's threatening my person because I've failed somehow. When we get a stress response, it actually increases our focus. And so it's, it becomes tunnel vision. And that tunnel vision, again, can be helpful. It can be super hurtful, harmful, because we don't are not able to pull away and we get lost in a loop. And this is what happened to me a few weeks ago in terms of parenting or last week in terms of parenting. I get stuck in this loop of, I didn't do the thing right. That caused the response from my child that caused me to be frustrated. And what caused me to be frustrated? I screwed up. And I'm like, what could I have done? How could I have changed it? What could I have fixed? Or I'm just really angry with myself for getting frustrated or for, for failing. And so I just get into this loop where I have to be able to pull out of it. What can we do? Well, we can direct our attention differently. Instead of having such a narrow focus, let's go to a broad focus. I'm going to give some really concrete examples of this. You're an athlete. You might have a super narrow focus. What am I doing with my hand? What am I doing with my foot? What does my jump look like? What is my takeoff look like? What is my, uh, you know, change of direction look like, or my, what are my hips doing? Those are super narrow focus. When we go out, it can be just broadening one layer. It can be broadening way farther. So we can broaden one or two layers. Okay. How does my hip change what my hand's doing? How does I, my feet change what my hips are doing? Or we can go to the whole person. How did my feet change what the rest of my body is doing? Am I in balance? Am I out of balance? Am I off center? Am I over center over the top of my feet? Whatever it might be. Or we can go even broader still where it has nothing to do with our feet at all. You go, oh man, like it's a beautiful day outside. Think about my parenting situation that I was stuck in and frustrated in. I could say, I can go way high and I go, actually, my life is pretty great. I have a bunch of things going pretty well for me and I can be grateful for that. That's why gratitude is such a powerful thing. It takes us away from, it allows us to toggle our attention between narrow and broad. We can be grateful for something that's super narrow, super specific. Man, I was really grateful for the asparagus we had with our meal last night because it tasted this way that reminded me of this thing. And that was, that's awesome. Or I can be super broad in my gratitude and say, I'm grateful that I'm alive. I'm grateful that I'm healthy. I'm grateful. Da, 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 da. And so that narrow to broad toggling is a super powerful skill that we can engage in when we're stuck. We can go from narrow to broad, or we can go from broad to narrow. Maybe we're stuck with Life is really hard right now. Um, we're not making the type of money we want to make. We're not you know, moving our goals towards where we want to go to. Get super narrow then. Zoom way in and say, what's one thing I can do to improve one aspect of our life? And as a result, you know, we talked about keystone habits and these things. We can start to take control in one area. We might see that broaden as we go. But just being stuck on the, it's not working, something is wrong, there's everything is wrong with everything, 
It doesn't allow us to take any action. Narrow to broad, broad to narrow, be able to toggle your attention in between those two things. And it's going to move you forward somehow. The second way that we can do that is internal versus external. When I get stuck, I'm just going to be completely candid here. When I get stuck, it's an internal loop about my failure, like I was talking about with parenting. And so I have to get outside of myself. One awesome way to do this, and we talk about it all the time in this podcast, is connection with other people. And just listen. Honestly, just listen. Ask good questions, but direct your attention to them. So much of the time in conversation we spend thinking about the next thing we're going to say or how that relates to an instance that we had. Yes, we want to be relatable. Yes, we want to be conversational. But just be curious and ask questions of another person. It takes you out of yourself almost entirely, and it brings you directly to the present moment. Because what's that loop doing? What's that loop causing? It's causing worry about the past or anxiety about the future. It's causing us to be depressed about an action we took in the past, or it's causing us to be concerned about something that could happen in the future. For me, with the parenting example, as I have a negative response to my child, I start to think about, oh man, what did that come from? Is that from something that happened in the past? And will I keep doing it in the future? And so I feel the anxiety of both sides of that. I feel the frustration of whatever happened to me at some point in life that caused me to feel that way and have that response. And then I get worried about, am I going to deal with this differently the next time? Both of those things are mostly outside of my control. What is in my control? Being present in this moment. How can I be present? Connect with another person, ask them questions, listen really attentively. That's hard for me also. So that's just one idea. But getting out of yourself is connecting with another person. If you hear that self-talk loop, and I would I would even differentiate between that, right? especially for athletes and, and people that are trying to get their best day-to-day. Are you listening to yourself or are you talking to yourself? And I even think that's the narrow to broad thing, the writ large in your own head. The narrow focus is I'm actually talking to myself. I'm directing my attention. I'm being intentional with the things that I'm saying to myself. The broad focus is I'm just listening to all of the stuff that's coming at me in my head. I believe we talked about that with uh, David Levin, the raise your inner game. Uh, it's like episode 125-ish or something like that. But we had that conversation about you. you can hear your thoughts or you can have thoughts and direct your thoughts. That's part of that narrow, broad focus also. But as those thoughts creep in and get us stuck and we need to reset or let go of those things, how do we get external? Notice anything else. Notice something outside of yourself. Use your eyes again to help you get out of your head. What color shirt is somebody else wearing? Right. I, I try and have athletes do this all the time. If you're in a competition and you're just like on a loop, on a loop, on a loop, just notice the color shoes that your teammates have. Just like, have you ever looked at them? Can you think to yourself, oh, what color shoes are John's? What color shoes are Luke's? Like, if I can have that thought and go, oh, I'm outside of, I'm in my head having the thought, but I'm outside of my, myself. 
and then go and get confirmation with your eyes. It just directs your attention to somewhere else completely. It's super, super simple. And I fail at it all the time. What can I do to direct my attention externally? Notice the trees, notice the sky. I was reading a, a book. Uh, I'm, I do it. I've added another kind of daily process. I, I read the cal- a calendar of wisdom by Leo Tolstoy every day. I read the daily stoic every day. And then I've read, started reading a mindfulness book about kind of cognitive behavioral therapy stuff, just to be more in what I'm doing. It's called a mindful life. And the other day we were talking about, do you ever notice how frequently the sky changes? Do we ever pay attention to that? Some days, right? We lay down summer day, watch the sky and we notice how, you know, the shapes change and become something else. But in our day-to-day life, do we ever just look up? and see that the clouds are moving and that maybe our life is moving too. And that we can probably let go because it's going to change on its own because influences outside of self are going to direct the next things that are coming. When we struggle with that internal repeated monologue of I'm not good enough. I'm a failure. What did I do? Can we just get outside of ourselves for a moment? That's why Walks and exercise outside are so powerful, but it's not just that stuff. We can do it a a thousand different ways. Any time of day, just notice someone else, talk to someone else, notice the shirt that they're wearing, pay attention to their hair, like whatever it is, just break the cycle that's happening in your head. The same is true in the opposite. Sometimes it's the external that is frustrating or disappointing or gets in our way. You know, as an athlete, we might be, what am, what are my friends going to think? What is my girlfriend going to think? What is my, what are my parents going to think if I do blank and we get really focused on the external? Well, let's go internal. Let's start to notice then the sensations in our body as we're executing, you know, I'm a wrestler. So what happens when I'm taking my outside single, what does it feel like on my left leg? If I can just use both narrow my focus to my body and feel what's happening internally, that external stuff is just going to melt away. Having the capacity to toggle our attention by using our eyes to direct our attention is a really powerful tool to help us move on, to reset, to let go when we are in a struggling sort of place. It's not, it's not that complex. It's really not complicated at all, but you will find it is not easy to do. It's easy to get stuck on that loop. Our brain is looking for patterns to follow. And if we've followed those patterns in the past, it wants to stay there. It doesn't want to have concrete conscious focus because that is a really demanding energy drain on our brain. Our brain wants to simplify and make it easy. It doesn't want, right? Even if it's a simple thing to do, but it's hard, it's going to choose the easy thing over and over and over again. So whatever our pattern is, we have to break it somehow. That's what getting stuck is about. We have a pattern. It's grooved into our brain. It's it's neural pathways. It's uh hormonal response, all these things, we can take concrete action. It's not going to change right away, but it will change over time. 
I'm just going to challenge us this week. When we get stuck, we have to do something about it. I have a note on my computer that it's just peeling off and I'll just like unconsciously playing with it right now. And it says the cycle never stops. You have to stop instead. What are we going to do to stop this cycle when it's overwhelming us? Four ideas. Release emotional tension by changing your attention. Release the tension by changing your uh, attention. Focus from broad to narrow or narrow to broad. Focus from internal to external or external to internal. Find out the thing that is causing the cycle or the spiral or the disappointment or the emotional tension. Figure out what that thing is. And then just direct your attention to something else. It sounds super simple, and it is, but it's not easy to do. And you will find that when you do it, you will be grateful. Or at least I am. I'm only speaking for myself and some of the athletes and and leaders that I've worked with that they're speaking to. Yeah, that works. It seems so easy. I can't believe it works. Yeah, it really does. You just have to commit to practicing it. And getting better over time. Thank you guys for joining me. Hopefully this short little director of attention. I, I'm telling you this every single time I do an episode like this. It's not solely for you guys. I am pointing fingers back at me. This is stuff I'm working on and struggling with and hoping to get better at also so that I can bring my best, not only for you guys, the listeners, but for my family for my friends, for the teams and leadership groups and businesses that I'm working with. I want to bring my best every single time. And I hope you guys do as well. What can you do when you get stuck? Get outside of yourself if possible. Change your attention. Get better today. If this screw you, if this helped you get better, share it. Grow our community. Find a way to connect with other people even if it's through this podcast, rate, review, subscribe, support us in whatever way you can. If you're interested in working with us, reach out eyesupmindset at gmail.com. Check out the website, eyesupmindset.com. All those things will help you connect with us so that we can create a relationship that's going to benefit all of us in the end. We hope you guys have an amazing week. We're coming back with interviews and a bunch of them here shortly can't wait to keep serving you guys and as always live eyes up